Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, here we go, folks. Mr. Oster on location again, joining us via remote on the Disc Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. If you want to talk to him, 866-391-1020. And if you're the 10th caller at 412-922-1020, you'll win a gift certificate from Sorgles. Happy Fourth of July. Talking trees, Davy trees. Uh, Miles Stevens will be here. And Doug is almost headed over there to Croatia. He's got a lot to get to, so let's say good morning to Doug Oster, the organic gardener. Find out more at DougOster.com. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, Rob. Happy Fourth of July. Right back at you. I think we have the one summer day where we can both enjoy it. Not too hot, but not too cool, right? Absolutely. Let me tell you how much of a glutton for punishment I how much I love the heat. <laughs> I have one of these old garages that was built at the turn of the 19th century. I actually challenge myself by going in there. It's like a steam bath. It's separated from the house. You know exactly what I'm talking about, the old rafters, the beams. And I find such joy being in that hot garage cleaning the car. I don't know why, what it is about the summer, what it is about the heat. I love it rising from the sidewalk. Now, can I stay out in it as long as I used to? No. But there's something about the scorching heat that puts a smile on my face. I don't know what it is, but we all know that I have issues. But I absolutely Love the summer weather. Well, I see you in there with that car yelling at kids, get off my yard. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get to work. Uh, Yeah, Miles Stevens from the Davy Tree Expert Company will be joining us a little later, telling us about why it's important to hire a certified arborist. And I am battling squirrels. Oh, I'm telling you what, I, I, (laughs) I know what it feels like. I get messages here and there. Where people say, I, I want to give up. I, I can't do this anymore, whether it's deer, squirrels, groundhogs, raccoons, whatever it might be. These squirrels are eating green tomatoes. You know, I, I've had it in the past where a tomato is just about to ripen and then they eat it. That, that's, that'll drive you nuts. But then for that, you just pull them a little early, put them on the windowsill, and it's okay. But uh, yesterday, I had this beautiful heart-shaped Italian tomato, green, not even nowhere close. And this is after uh, seeing three other tomatoes, you know, destroyed. And I I thought to myself, uh, Jessica had a trick where she said, just put a little booty around it, one of those little, like, um, uh, just like ankle-high sock. And I was like, that's a great idea. Uh, And I was thinking about it, but then I had a little job to do on the house, and I I finished that, and I walked out to the garden to look around, and, you know, in that hour – the squirrel had gotten to the tomato, and so oh, 
So here's what I'm going to do. Uh, you know, a friend of mine reminded me that last year I was having this problem and um, put out some water for the squirrels because that's what they're after. They're after water. Uh, so I put out a, a bowl of water, and when I was in the garden, I looked over, and there was the dog drinking the water. Uh, but I'm, I need to track down some uh, hot pepper wax. That's what I've used in the past. It's an organic control where you spray it on there. And I was at a nursery the other day, and, and because I talk about hot pepper wax all the time, they said, oh, yeah, all, all your listeners came in and bought all the hot pepper wax. So i got to figure that out today. Uh, I do have a couple trips in the works. I'm leaving for Croatia on Friday, taking people there. I'll be gone for a couple of weeks. I'll talk about that at the end of the show. Uh, but I've I've got a couple trips coming up. Costa Rica in February, uh, which is a very inexpensive trip, the the least expensive I've ever run. And then uh, in May is the big uh, England for the Chelsea Flower Show, Gardens of England, and then we're going from there to Holland for uh, a thing called Floriad, which only happens every ten years. That's in May. Uh, again, these trips are already selling because people want to travel. If if this is if this is a right for you. Just go to DougOster.com. Take a look at them. Take a look at the itinerary. If you have questions, you can certainly send me a message. And yesterday, also on the bright side for yesterday, after I threw that tomato into the compost pile like a major league pitcher, uh, harvesting the garlic happened yesterday, and that was that's always such a good feeling uh, to pull that. And my biggest heads, where do you think they came from? <laughs> the garlic I bought at Janoski's. Uh, you know, Janoski's grows that garlic. They sell it as a food crop, but we know because it's local that we could use it as a seed crop, too. And when you buy it as a food crop as opposed to a seed crop, they're the same exact thing, but it's cheaper as a food crop. And so, man, they, they're just probably the best-sized heads I've, I've uh, harvested maybe ever. <laughs> they, they look great. I'm going to save some of those uh, and plant those this year in October. But if you are a garlic grower and you're getting ready to harvest or you already harvested and you want them to store, <laughs> it's funny. I had given some to my friend uh, at my local hardware store. It's called Hastings Hardware, and, man, those guys helped me out. As you know, I don't know what side of a hammer to hold. And I said, well, I said, it's time to, you know, I was there yesterday for this home project. I said, it's time to harvest your garlic. How many, how many heads do you have? Because you're going to want to cure it to store it. And he goes, 12 heads. I said, I said, that would last me about two weeks. He goes, that'll last me a year. <laughs> I said, so, all right, well, you need to know how to cure it. And so one, th one thing that you should know about garlic, if you leave most of the stock on, it will last longer. Uh, I hang them in a, a hot, dry place. In my case, it's an old wooden tool shed, probably the temperature of Rob's garage. And for about three weeks, just let them hang there, and they'll kind of dry out and cure for you, and that lets them store a lot longer. I put them in a big, giant onion bag and, and just hang them up inside, and they usually will go a year, maybe not that long. It all depends on the humidity when they're being uh, cured. Uh, and so that garlic from the garden, there's nothing like it. If you didn't plant in October, think about it for this October. Think about finding some garlic, uh, like at a Janoski's, and uh, plant it. You just you just separate those heads into cloves, and one clove, when planted in October, when we pick it now, it's turned into an entire giant head. Uh, the other thing I want to tell you about is all the deals uh, out there. This is the time of the year when 
uh, you can get deals. And I was at uh, Han Nursery. I got uh, some great hanging baskets cheap. They need a little TLC. That's why they're cheap. But uh, I'm telling you, uh, the fertilizer I'm using, this dramatic, it, it, it's just, it brings all this stuff back. Uh, you know, no one's paying me to tell you about dramatic fertilizer from Dram. I've just discovered it a few years ago. And it's a good liquid organic fertilizer. If you can't find this one, get a good liquid organic fertilizer and feed feed your plants, feed your containers, especially containers. I'm doing more containers than ever this year. I'm doing an experiment with uh, those uh, uh, fabric pots, like a big 15-gallon fabric pot filled with pit moss and some other things, and I'm planting all sorts of vegetables in there, but I'm feeding them that dramatic, uh, you know, that's when I'm getting this stuff cheap uh, and it needs a little help, giving it a dose of that, whatever that liquid fertilizer you're using, we'll, we'll just, you know, two applications and they're back to normal. They're doing their thing. Uh, for the past two or three weeks, I've been looking at deals and, man, there's good stuff out there. This is the final weekend for tomato and pepper planting in my garden, at least. And, I, I again, I found a giant, really big pepper plant for like five bucks and it looked it was in good shape had a bunch of peppers on it I'll, I'll i put that in a container watered fertilized when those peppers are ready i'll pick those and i'll probably get at least one more flush of peppers there by the end of the summer uh, when that garlic comes out i'm putting in bush beans pole beans if i could find some uh anything from the cabbage family uh, collards, cabbage, kale, uh, anything like that. If I could find a fresh plant of that, I would put that in too. Uh, time to start thinking too about some other greens. You know, if you can keep them on the cool side, if you can keep water on them, keep them uh, uh, mulched, you'll be good to go. And uh, it's just, uh, besides the squirrels on my tomatoes, it has been an absolutely fantastic season. But there's always, always something in the garden that's going to drive you nuts. All right, Rob, speaking of driving you nuts, <laughs> I'm ready for the break. No, you're just fine, Doug. Everything will be okay. Like I tell you every day, it'll be okay. All right, we'll take a break. I'm just, you know, I got to tell you, Doug, I'm really pumped for this Croatian trip. Uh, I, I can't <laughs> wait to see the pictures, how excited. And I got to tell you how honored I am that you would actually risk your show by putting it in my hands for the next two weeks. You know what I'm saying? No, I think it's the reverse. I think we risk, <laughs> risk, the, we risk the show when you, every, every week you put me on. But listen, you're, I, the, you're, you're the smooth pro. You'll be able yeah, to. Yeah, but I've got to tell you, we're going to wait till the end, and uh, the show will never be as good when you're not here. But I am really tickled to death about having Steve Rapaski and Mrs. Know It All. I mean, that... yeah, you guys are going to have fun, and it's going to be something different. And yeah, I just, yeah, like as you said, we'll talk about it at the end of the show. <laughs> All right, short break. We'll come back. Look at sports. If you have a gardening question for Doug, I highly urge you to dial now. All of our lines are open: eight six six three nine one ten twenty. And get ready because one of our favorites, Mal Stevens from. Davy Trees, talking trees with Doug. He's going to be here today. And then uh, we'll keep uh, Miles around for the final segment to take some tree calls as well. So call us, 866-391-1020. Miles Stevens, Davy Trees, talking trees in about uh, 15 minutes from now. But right now it's open talk. You have a question about gardening needs, notes, whatever it is. He's got the information for you. All of our lines are open, 866-391-1020. Let's talk about organic control of weeds. What about it, Doug? Yeah, I've been getting lots of questions about that. You know, people people worried about 
Roundup. That you know they they don't want to use Roundup, and so they're especially you know in cracks of of sidewalks, driveways, flagstone, that sort of thing. In fact, I went out and did a a garden consult. I've been doing a couple of those here and there, going out to someone's garden and and trying to help them out. Uh, and uh, beautiful flagstone, but you know all these weeds in between and. She actually had a, a guy that was doing her, working on her grass for her, and I said, "Well, get in there with a string trimmer. That that is a great way to deal with that." <laughs> Excuse me, because I have a a flagstone path, and that's what I do. You know, uh, I have a battery-powered string trimmer, which was oh, I got that from Andy Anrheim uh, at EV True Value. That and the battery-powered lawnmower have been a lifesaver for me because they're so lightweight and quiet and easy to use. Anyway. That's one way to to really knock those weeds down. You you do that once early in the summer, in between those flagstones or a driveway or whatever it might be, and then one more time, especially in the in the heat of the day, and you'll you'll do a good job at dealing with those weeds. Uh, the other thing is there there are organic herbicides that use safer products, uh, vinegars and clove oils and fatty acids, uh, at your local nursery uh, that you can. Use and we use them the same way. We we try and use those at the hottest part of the day, and they work really well. You spray it on on these plants, and boom, they're gone. If you have broadleaf weeds, like in the yard, uh, where if you if you put vinegar on anything, uh, a high concentration of vinegar, that that's the, that's what these we, uh, organic herbicides use. Many of them, much higher concentration of vinegar than food grade. But if you put that on on any plant, it's going to kill the plant. And so for broadleaf weeds in a lawn, they have products that overdose them on iron. Uh, probably the easiest to find now is called Natria. But read the label. Be sure you get the right Natria, uh, the one that deals with those broadleaf weeds. And that's a great way to deal with, you know, if you dandelions, anything that, that that's not the thin blade of a grass that's in the lawn that you don't want overdosing it with iron will work great any calls robert you want me to keep going on i got lots of other things to talk about no some people want to talk to you so let's go to michelle Alrighty. michelle how are you i'm good i'm good i have a question about rhododendron um they need cut back they need a haircut how far can i cut them back without killing them in general, we never take more than one-third back, but just be careful. One thing to know, at this point, your rhododendrons have probably started to put buds on. So whatever oh, you're going no, to remove, they're... say it again. Go yeah, ahead. there's no buds. They've already flowered and they're done. They just have, like, dried up stuff. Yeah, well, after they're done flowering, pretty quickly they start to put on little buds. Just just so you know, if, if, that, if there are buds, buds forming on there already you'll be removing next year's flowers and whatever you remove which you might just have to do because it's in the way but just be careful when you do it don't take more than one third and and look at that plant from afar see what needs to be removed go in make a cut and oftentimes it's two cuts if it's really a thick branch i mean you know over over an inch inch and a half two inches you want to make two cuts because when you make, if you just make one cut and it's close to the, the trunk, you could tear off bark and all sorts of other problems. You, you make that first cut, then you, that drops the big limb. Now you've got a little stub there about 12 inches long. You go back to about a quarter inch there. 
And so just be careful because you don't want to make the wrong pruning cut. Uh, a lot of times I like to just follow that branch all the way back to where it starts. It won't kill and it, will it? Say it again? That won't kill it if you cut too far back, will it? No, no, no. But, but you just you just have to be careful. You don't want to take too much of the plant. And then after you're done with your pruning, I would give it a, a little bit of a fertilization. Uh, holly tone is what I like. Uh, you know, we're, we're coming towards the end of the fertilization uh, period for that plant. But a little bit of fertilizer, make sure that it has the water it needs, and then it'll be out of the way, and you'll get your blooms for next year, okay? Great. Thank you. All right. Let's thank keep you. it going. Let's talk to Joe in Swickley. Hi, Joe. Hey, good morning. Uh, where I work about 10 years ago, a building was torn down. And over the years, I noticed that irises have started to grow there wild. Trust me, no one planted them. They came from who knows where. And if I, I want to take some of them, do I dig them up or do I just cut off the flower heads and dry them? Or, or those little no, green no, no. things? You, 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 you need to get that rhizome out of there. And ironically... This is the, this is irises are the one plant that we separate or move in July. So you've got the timing right. Okay. You want to lift that rhizome, which what rhizome just means it's like a, a kind of it's kind of a bulb, but it's it's on the top of the soil, like it's only about half buried. That's important oh. for irises. Okay. And so yeah, lift as many of those as you can, uh, separate them, and uh, you know if you if you're going from one place to another. Uh, put them in a bag with some peat moss or something like that. You don't want them to completely dry out. They're tough, though, so don't don't sweat it too much. And then when you do move them, uh, put them into a, a bed that has some good compost, uh, and you'll be good to go. Uh, get them in, in place in that compost, water them, uh, mulch them. Don't plant them too deep. You want half of that rhizome up off the, the the ground, and you'll be good to go. That's all you need to do. All right, coming up, Davy Tree Talking Trees with Mal Steve. Registration for JamFest is now open. JamFest is a three-on-three basketball tournament for grades three through adult, benefiting Folds of Honor, happening on August 21st at the North Park Basketball Court. Register today at kdkradio.com slash JamFest. JamFest is presented by Keystone Shooting Center, also brought to you by Wetgo, UPMC Sports Medicine, Body Armor, CDG Sports, People's Gas, the family law firm of Bundy and Roberts, Pittsburgh Housing Authority, and Allegheny County Parks. Back with Doug and Mal Stevens, Davy Trees, Talking Trees, in a couple of moments, Odyssey, 100.1 FM, AM 1020 KDK. Next hour, Joe and Frank Dentisi, it's grilling time for the 4th of July on the Coons Cooking Hour. Again, all of this today on Odyssey, 100.1 FM, AM 1020, KDKA. Good morning. We are joined by Miles Stevens, our old friend. And, yes, he is old from the Davy Tree Expert Company. Good morning, Miles. Happy happy 4th of July. Happy Independence Day to, uh, to you, too, Doug. Thank you. Uh, so we want to talk a little bit about why to hire a certified arborist, or not to hire, but why, how to, why to bring a certified arborist to the property. I know you guys come for free, and you'll take a look around and tell people what's going on. How do I know when it's okay to call you guys? In some ways, I'm thinking, gosh, should I really bother them with this or that? Uh, any kind of idea on that from your point of view? 
Uh, there's, you know, anytime you have a question and you're just not sure what the answer is, then it's always good to try to get an answer to your question. So I don't think there's ever a bad time, you know, to call an arborist or, or in any situation, you know, and, and in the end, it just may cost you some of your time, but uh, it'll certainly answer or be able to answer a lot of your questions. So I don't think there's ever a bad time. You're not certain about something and why something looks the way it does. And maybe in the end, I come out and it's like, it's just, you know, the cones on Arborvitae, but you don't know what it is. So there's never a bad time, really. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome because, you know, I get questions all the time, and I say, listen, the only way you're going to get this answered is to have a certified arborist from the Davy Tree Expert Company come because, you know, you probably get this too. People want to send a picture. They they want to uh, explain it to you. But unless you see it in person, it's many times very hard to diagnose what the problem could be. Yeah, pictures, I mean, they're okay at the moment, but when you're trying to understand, diagnose, and, and see the whole situation, because that's what you do as an arborist, you go out and somebody calls us a question on a tree, you need to go out and look at the entire situation, the entire plant, and you get a feel for exactly what's going on. Pictures just sort of catch that, catch that momentary second you know, glance at it, but you really need to see the whole plant to get a better idea what exactly might be going on. So it really, on-site inspections are, are, are the best. Yeah, definitely. And uh, when someone calls you, talk a little bit about when you're out there, your interactions with all these people. I mean, that, that's that's what you do, right? I mean, that, yeah. uh, and that that's part of the, the, the fun part of your job is meeting all these different people. Right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, once again, you, you, you get out on the property and you, you, you listen to what their concerns or what they, they think they've been seeing or what they've been seeing. And at that point, then you start to start walking around the property. And, you know, I go to a property and I walk up to a tree. I always start right at the base of the tree and I just sort of work my way up as to, you know, to uh, what the, you know, uh, the overall condition of the tree and you get a general idea immediately but uh it, that's that's the, that's the starting process right there listen to what they've seen or been concerned about and then you know, start taking a look at the plants and, and and see if you can uh, uh see exactly what might be of concern or what is of no concern at all you know we had a question today on the show about pruning rhododendrons from your standpoint how do I know when it's okay for me to do the pruning or I should have a professional come out to do the pruning? Well, I would say that uh, if you really don't have any idea what you should or shouldn't be doing, then probably be a good time to have somebody else come in. I mean, certainly uh, nowadays you can go on YouTube and there can be some good uh, instructional type things. Um, and if you feel comfortable, you might want to try that. With rhododendron, you know, a small plant like that, uh, you could certainly give it a shot. Um, but if you're just not sure, especially if you're talking well, any rhododendron, if you have some nice over uh, stately type rhododendron, you don't want to go in there and and, and uh, haphazardly start making pruning cuts and whatever, because you might you know, end up ruining a you know a specimen type plant. Now, I explain pruning as a combination of science and art. Do you agree with that, yep. or is it science and uh, craft? Oh, it's, it's it's science and art. You know, you can you can look at things and tell you, oh, you want to prune. You always want to prune back to a ladder. Or you always want to prune back to whatever, prune the data. But when you get there, look at the plant. It's like, okay, that sounds great, but where do I start? So, yeah, there's a science to it, making the right cuts, whatever, and those things. 
but to know exactly where to cut is just a it's an art and it's and it's experience type thing you you learn and cultivate through time so uh yeah it, it's a, uh, yeah i always tell people it's a science and it's an art absolutely and, and certainly from a tree perspective there's a there's a lot of safety issues there uh, where you don't want to be up on a ladder trying to prune big limbs out. Leave that for the pros, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, there's a, not countless uh, instances where people, you know, uh, get up on a ladder and then they cut a big branch, the branch swings around, hits the ladder, knocks them out, drives them to the ground. Uh, yeah, not a good situation. As soon as you start leaving the ground, then uh, all the issues can really change. And even some of pruning from the ground, people prune on, they drop a limb right on themselves. So definitely getting off the ground. I mean, if it's done properly, pruning, climbing, you know, uh, trees, doing that type of work, agriculture can be, is very, very safe if you know what you're doing. If you don't, then, uh, like I said, things can change uh, drastically. Like anything else in life, it, uh, you're, it, things can turn on a dime in a second. Everything can be great, and then, boom, it's not so good. So, yeah, definitely getting off the ground, you need to hire somebody. Perhaps you know, have somebody yeah. that knows exactly what to do, really. So from from a vegetable gardener, standpoint this has been an incredible season you know rain and warm and everything's growing great from a perspective of an arborist what has the season been like uh so far growth generally has been very good experienced a lot of the same things i think uh on the other hand what was interesting earlier on was with the warmer temperatures on moisture for example this year we've seen a lot a lot of aphid activity and a soft-bodied insect pest like that has really done extremely well. I've seen trees that I've never seen uh, aphid activity on them like I'd expect ever uh, this year. And I think it just the conditions were ideal. Um, but growth-wise, it's, it's been a good year. And you, know, you talk about how this year compares to other years. Like I think it's due to stress from last year. Just for example, like arborvitaes are going to have an incredible cone set this year, which, I mean, it, it, it's uh, bizarre, but I think it's a combination of last year's stress and this year's good growing conditions and plants are just taken off. You know, it's interesting that you you bring that up because uh, I think the same is true for spruces because yeah, I, I have got a little <laughs> a little chair in the garden that's under a big spruce, and I have seen so many cones. And I had a question, you know, about spruces. Like, is there something wrong? My, my spruce is, is got cones everywhere, and so that's what you think it is, huh? It's just because last year we had that drought period and then the next year the the tree is is compensating yeah i mean it's a sort of a survival perpetuation of species the trees get under stress and then you know then the next year i think they try to you know, produce more fruit and then the conditions have been so ideal this year for them to produce fruit and as we didn't have like a late frost or anything so success rate for producing you know, fruit you know has been fantastic but i think a lot of times when trees are under stress one year extreme stress um, they'll produce a lot of fruit the next year because you know, the plant senses, oh, I might die, whatever, they, they end up with a large, uh, large fruit crop. Yeah, not unusual to see that. Hmm. I wish I knew something to do with those cones and make something out of them or something. To, again, the squirrels have been after my tomatoes, but they've also been after those cones. The, the squirrels are all over those trees. All right, Miles, stick with us if you can uh, because I'm sure. sure we'll have some tree questions after the break. Remember that you can just call. You can just call Davy Tree, and a certified arborist, and that's who you want to look at your property, is going to come out for free 
and, and take a look at what's going on with your trees. So for more information about Davy Tree or to ask what's going on with your trees, go to davy.com slash kdka. And remember, you can always call the experts from the Davy Tree Expert Company at 855-982-TREE. That's 855-982-8733. More with Doug and Miles in your phone calls next. Yeah, and he's joined by Miles Stevens of Davy Trees. And our first question is from Gene in Washington about a dogwood tree. Hi, Gene. Welcome to KDK. Good morning. Good morning. I, I also have a comment about another tree. But my uh, dogwood tree, it's probably 20 years old. It's a white dogwood tree. It was a wild. It was brought from the woods. And the leaves are all curling up on, on the tree. What do you think, Miles? Sounds like dogwood and thracnose, uh, you know, very common on native dogwoods. And, you know, the moisture conditions we had this spring are pretty ideal for that to occur. Uh, probably if you've seen the blossoms early on, you've seen some uh, anthracnose on there. Um, right now at this point in time, it's, it's, you're not going to be able to do any type of effective treatment uh, for that. best thing to do is a little TLC, extra watering when you need to maybe uh, make sure that uh, – you know, the ground underneath is covered with a light layer of mulch, but some watering, maybe pruning a deadwood later on. Just a little TLC is about all we can really recommend right now. Okay. And the comment I have is we have, an, I think what's called an Osage orange tree, the monkey ball tree, and it, it, okay. uh, a big limb fell. And um, we ended up, we had to have the whole tree cut down. It had a lot of uh, dead branches. But, oh, my, what a fight that tree uh, put on for us. Um, is there anything you can do with the wood? Uh, I'm not familiar with 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 that. You know, personally, maybe there is. I know it's a, it's a hard wood, real hard wood. Um, yes, I've not known sure. anybody to make things from it, you know. But I mean, uh, people burned it. But uh, you know, if you're looking for some other type of use for it, I'm not familiar with one. Doug might know something. Yeah, there's probably somebody out there that does something with it, you know, artistic. But, yeah, that that is a hard one. You know, back to the dogwoods, have you seen a lot of that anthracnose this year? Yes, yes, I have. It's, like I said, unfortunately, it's been a good year for, uh, for the disease. Like I said, the weather conditions ideal, you know, rain, high humidity, moisture type things. And this makes it, you know, uh, ideal for, you know, fungus like that, that to do well. So, yeah, I have seen a decent amount of that this year, yes. All right, time for one more quick call about two minutes before we have to say goodbye to Miles and let Doug preview the next couple of weeks because he's headed to Croatia. Here's Deborah in Alexandria wants to talk chestnut oak. Hi, Deborah. Hi, good morning. Uh, my question is we have a 100-year-old oak tree that has been um, dying apparently from wood-boring insects that even though we've been having it treated, it's continuing to die. So we're having to take it down, but uh, one of the people who came out here in Alexandria mentioned maybe leaving the trunk up, maybe 20, 30 feet up, so that it'd be good for nature, et cetera. But I'm just wondering how long would that last? Like, would it be a danger? Uh, hard to say on that, although my, my question would be, first of all, where is the tree located, you know, as next to you know, human activity and frequency of activity? I mean, it could stand there for a while. Um, you know, if it's a sizable tree, but you have to sort of evaluate, you know, what are the potential risks if it's right next to a sidewalk, driveway, home, that type mm -hmm. of thing. Or you're yeah, it's in the backyard, and we have neighbors who have six kids, so that was my only concern. I thought maybe yeah. we should just go ahead and cut it all the way down. 
Yeah, not being able to see the tree in really the overall condition, mm-hmm. and if there's internal decay and those type of things, it's hard to say. But uh, okay. first thing I always look at, you know, what are the potential targets? And if there's a lot, you know, people, structures, that type of thing, then it may not be a good idea to leave. And not and like to not be able to evaluate the, the condition, or, you know, the, the, uh, there's you know, internal decay and those type of stability of it, it's hard to say, but uh, it might be questionable. Doug, I know you got to say goodbye to Miles because we have a lot to get to before you sign off for a couple of weeks, so go right ahead, sir. All right, Miles, thanks very much. We'll see you back here in September. Remember, for more information about Davy Tree or to ask what's going on with your trees, go to davy.com slash kdka. And remember, you can always call the experts at Davy Tree at 855-982-TREE. Thanks again, Miles. And, yes, I am headed for Croatia, so I will not be on the show the next two weeks. But we have two great guest hosts, Steve Rapaski from Bee Control and Meadowsweet Apiaries will be your host next week. And then the week after, it's Mrs. Know-It-All. Both will be great. We'll be able to answer your questions. Uh, it'll be fun for you to have another host, huh? <laughs> I'll be back in the show the 25th. Follow me on social media as I'll be posting photos and videos every day from Croatia. I can't wait. We're back to traveling. And remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. Listen, I know people absolutely love you and maybe too late to get on the Croatia trip, but we actually have a little bit of time left. Tell them about what you have planned for uh, ahead as far as uh, getaway and how people can actually join you for those uh, uh, destinations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited about this. And as I said, people are already signing up. February, I'm going to Costa Rica. And as I said, that's a most inexpensive trip I've ever led because it's cheap to go to Costa Rica and it is a tropical paradise and cloud forests and zip lines and all sorts of stuff. But that uh, trip to England, that that is the real gardener's trip there. If you've never been to the Chelsea Flower Show in London, that's the Super Bowl of flower shows. So we're going to see that. We're going to see Kew Gardens, which is an amazing garden and some other gardens in England. And then over to Holland for uh, this is this is amazing. I can't wait. It's called Floriad. Every ten years they do it. It's 143 acres of all garden, garden, garden. That's in May. That one is really close to selling out. So if, if, again, if the trip's right for you, just go to dougoster.com. Take a look at it. If you got questions, uh, you can reach out to me there. All right, Rob, we ready? We're ready, bud. Happy. All right. I already said my. I already yeah, said yeah. my goodbye. Uh, well, good. I wanted. I, I just wanted to say to you, happy trails, and we're all wishing that you have a great time, and we'll see you here before you know it. Okay. All right. Thanks, Rob. There he goes, Doug Oster, heading to Croatia for a couple of weeks. Uh, Steve Rapaski next week, and then Mrs. Know It All, and uh, we will, ladies and gentlemen, as always, the show must go on. Get it done for you. Coming up right after the news today with Boris, it's time to get out the grill. Fourth of July with the Dentisi family and Coons Market. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.